Hi, this is Dr. Mark Fralick, and today we'll be mapping autism diagnosis navigation on the 15-minute matrix. Welcome to the 15-Minute Matrix. I'm Andrea Nakayama, functional medicine nutritionist and your host. This is the podcast that brings you bite-sized insights and lessons on the clinical relevance of the functional nutrition matrix, the most important tool in functional medicine and functional nutrition. The matrix is so important not only because it invites us to stop and assess before rushing into treatments and recommendations, but also because it reminds us of three very important factors in our care, recommendations, and outcomes. Everything is connected, we are all unique, and all things matter. Be sure to head over to this episode's show notes at 15minutematrix.com if you'd like to see today's topic mapped on a downloadable matrix to remind you of these critical aspects of care. Today on the 15-Minute Matrix, I'll be talking with Dr. Mark Freelick. Dr. Mark Freelick is a developmental pediatrician with more than 30 years of experience in the field. He is founder and medical director of Total Kids Developmental Pediatric Resources. His mission is to provide families with as much information about their child's functioning based on multiple factors that include, but are not limited to, the child's present level of developmental functioning and other pertinent influences such as biomedical factors, genetic makeup, family cultural influences, parental expectations and past experiences and influences, family composition, and therapeutic interventions that are realistically implementable. Dr. Mark believes that all of these dynamics significantly impact the ability to achieve developmental, behavioral, and educational outcomes at their maximum potential. Dr. Freilich, welcome to the 15-Minute Matrix. Thank you for inviting me. I look forward to having a very engaging and informative conversation with you. Thank you. Me too. We've had some interesting and engaging conversations already, and I know you have a really unique way of looking at autism and autism spectrum issues. Can we start with the realm of diagnosis. I know some parents may have suspicions about autism and want to get the right testing, and other parents may receive a diagnosis and be surprised about it. Can you bring us into that world of diagnostics for autism? Sure. I think it's a really good question, and it doesn't only pertain to the autism diagnosis, when you come see a developmental pediatrician, because we are looking at many different types of developmental issues and delays and differences. But when it comes to autism, usually parent is suspicious when the child is not talking at the times when they know that children should be starting to form words hmm. and sentences. Uh, that's usually the clue, and that's usually the time when people get suspicious. If you look back on old videos of the children, 
you can see that there are issues with eye contact, possibly at an early age, mm -hmm. um, responsiveness, um, reciprocity with the, the parent and engagement with the parent. But usually that is subtle and gets missed. And the first thing that the parents are doing is when they go for a well-child checkup, the pediatrician is asking about the major developmental milestones. And when it gets to the communication skills, that's where the A word, the autism spectrum diagnosis starts to appear. I see this happen a lot with parents whose child just is developing later. Is that common is there an age we should be starting to have this concern? I would say that it's a hard question to specifically answer because every child develops differently. You are all, like you say in your introduction, we are all unique. Right. And we have our own unique set of developmental milestones. Some of us will develop in a way where all of our domains, uh, speech and language, cognitive skills, fine motor, gross motor, social emotional skills, all start blossoming at the same time at the right time. And then there are some kids who need to master one domain at a time. So they'll get really good at the gross motor and you'll be saying, okay, why isn't he talking? Mm -hmm. and, and all of a sudden, he'll be walking, running around, really great gross motor skills, and then the speech stuff will start coming in. So it is really very individualized. We as developmental pediatricians tend to get the bulk of our referrals at 18 months to two years of age. Because that's when most people are really focusing on language mm. and communication. So that seems like the biggie. And I know there's a lot we could talk about regarding autism itself and what are the antecedents and triggers that could be there. But today I wanted to talk to you, Dr. Mark, about navigating that diagnosis once it's obtained. And you talk really beautifully about having a sort of GPS for that navigation. Can you walk us through that? Sure. The GPS, I first started with the naturalistic, the seeing the child in their home environments, their natural environments, and seeing where they were having difficulties and observing them, not in my office, but in those uh, venues where they were being asked to function and where people were seeing variations in development and in functioning. From there, we went on to determining that it wasn't about necessarily diagnosis, but it was about manifestations. Because hmm. so many children come through my office door um, or at least their parents do, because I usually, pre-COVID, didn't see the children in my office. I saw them where they were living. And now, so then the GPS system came about because I was seeing that 
once you made a diagnosis, once you made a, a profile on the child of their manifestations, and once you started digging into what was causing those manifestations, you had lots of information, and then you needed to put that information together for the family and then partner with them and put them on a road. And without a good GPS system, most of us today can't get from the corner of our block <laughs> to the next corner. It's true. And it, it's the same with child development. You really need somebody to partner with you who will have all the information that is known at that time and will be able to then say, okay, this is the road we take. Here's where we make a left turn, make a right turn with various different approaches and interventions. And then when we hit a roadblock or we hit a detour or there is a fork in the road um, because the child is improving or the child is plateauing in their development, you need somebody who really has had experience other than the parent with, and that's the developmental pediatrician who can then say, okay, We've done X, Y, and Z approaches. This has worked. This hasn't worked. Let's try A and B approach. Let's go and on a parallel highway because maybe your child has a little bit different types of issues. And again, that goes back to what you were saying earlier that it's the individual difference of the child, their regulatory system their medical well-being, the environment they're growing up, the family that they're growing up in, the, the expectations of the parents, the culture of the parents that all go into connecting everything. And then we're able to move the child along. I should go back and say at the very beginning of the journey, the key question is, what are the parents' goals? And I don't think most of the time, or a lot of the time, therapists and colleagues don't ask the parent, what is your goal? Where do you want to be a year from now, six months from now, five years from now? Of course, we all want our children to be the best right. they can be. Um, and we have different expectations for that and different ways of getting there. But a lot of parents have a fixed notion of how they're going to parent, but none of our children come with owner's manuals. It's true. And we unfortunately can't refer to the owner's manual because we're making it. We're, we're, yes, we're making it as it goes along. And nature doesn't provide it. And you as a parent come into parenting not knowing a lot. Yeah, there's a few things, Dr. Mark, I kind of want to just double click on that you're saying and allow you to really expand upon that. But you talked about a naturalistic environment and this is really brilliant, and I know this is hampered right now, but seeing a child in their environment, the the home visit, really 
allowing the entirety of the situation to come online for you as the physician, as the provider, so you can make adjustments based on what you see. Because when we don't do that, there may be ways that we'd be intervening or approaches we'd be recommending that you wouldn't even know as a provider. Is that right? That is, that is so correct because it's not necessarily the child. Right. It could be, it could be the teacher. And I'm not looking to place blame on anybody. It could be the teacher and the teacher's approach to particular types of children, uh, high achievers, children who have learning issues. They may have a better affinity to dealing with them. Uh, grandparents and their expectations and parents about, you know, if they grew up in an environment that they loved and said, my parents did the best job of parenting and I want to do the same thing with my child, that's great, except that you're not guaranteed to have a child that's exactly like you right. and that what your parents did to raise you into the fabulous adult you are today is not necessarily the technique and approach you're going to use or need for your child, whether that child has special needs or whether that child has um, typical uh, needs. Yeah. The other thing, Dr. Mark, that you talked about, which you're really expressing now too, it's this individuality, right? Really looking at all aspects of the individual. And you're not only looking at the child with this approach, with this GPS system, you're really honoring the overwhelm of the parent or parents or caregivers in this situation by saying, we can't do everything at once. Let's find the right road that gives us the biggest ROI, you know, the biggest return in this moment and figuring out if it's one thing at a time, three things at a time, but it can't be everything that we hear we should do when a diagnosis is received. Correct. We need to figure out the timings and we may put into effect a intervention that we think is going to work. It doesn't, but that doesn't mean six months from now, a year from now, we may not come back and say, you know what? We thought auditory processing evaluation and approaches in therapy were going to not be needed, but now they, they're needed. Right. Or they didn't work then, but they are needed to be tried to put them in place now. This is the time, time for it. Getting back to the, you know, pre-COVID world and now the, the COVID world, pre-COVID, it was fabulous. I recreated house calls. Yes. I was, I was a developmental pediatrician who made house calls. I went to the schools. I went to the therapy sessions. I went to the playgrounds. I went on play dates. It was fabulous. And I got so much information. Yeah, I'll bet. And was able to feed back so much to the parent about what the child needed, what the family needed, and to make sure that my recommendations fit what the family could provide, not give a arbitrary recommendation, a cookie cutter recommendation that the parents are more than likely not going to be able to follow for whatever reason. 
and then be disappointed when they come back for follow-up and, and you ask, so how's it going? Uh, we, didn't, we really didn't put that into effect um, because it really wasn't gonna work. I was able to, based on all the knowledge I got from being in the child's natural environment, figure out what the dynamic of the family, what's gonna work for them and what's not. And there was better outcome as far as implementation of services and better outcome as far as progress. So we are now in the COVID world where I can't, be as free to go to where the children are. But when I first started out, I did a lot of work with video. Mm-hmm. And now I am working with video, asking parents to make small videos, 10, 15 minutes, giving them the sort of the rundown of what I'd like to see, the child playing alone, the child playing with the parents, the child on a play date, whatever it, it is. And then reviewing those videos, getting on a Zoom conference with the teachers, getting on a Zoom conference with the therapists. And then once I have all that information, getting on a Zoom conference with the entire team, because that's key as well, so that everybody is looking at the child through the same lens. We're all listening to the parents as far as what goals they want. And we're all listening to what approaches work for this child and what approaches don't. And there is so much more success. And therapists and teachers and parents love getting together and talking this all through. It is a highlight of, at least one of the highlights of what, what, I, what I do. And I am fortunate to be able to continue to, to do that. I love that you figured it out, Dr. Mark. And, you know, if I could summarize, I'm jotting notes as you're talking. If I could summarize my key takeaway, it's that autism diagnosis navigation is an individualized job that takes a village and that needs an integrative approach. Correct. Absolutely. You summed it up. Perfectly. Thank you, Dr. Mark, for sharing your wisdom with us, for really bringing us inside this unique way of working with this whole situation, both in COVID, but also with this navigation and really sharing so much with us today. Thank you so much for inviting me. And I look forward to a second invitation because there's so much more I'd like to tell your audience. It's true. We'll have to do part two for sure. Excellent. Be well. The 15-Minute Matrix is brought to you by me, Andrea Nakayama, and the Functional Nutrition Alliance. Check out the latest in functional nutrition at functionalnutritionlab.com forward slash blog. The 15-Minute Matrix is produced, mixed, and edited by Rowan Bradley with production support from Natalie Merrill and the team at the Functional Nutrition Alliance. You can find episodes on all kinds of topics with more incredible guests at our podcast website, 15minutematrix.com. And if you'd like to be notified by email each week about our podcast releases, head on over to 15minutematrix.com forward slash notify. 
Also, please feel free to get in touch with us. We'd love to hear your thoughts, feedback, and who you'd like to hear on the podcast. You can email us at ask at 15minutematrix.com.